hey everybody this is Drew here I want to welcome you to a new Phoenix Down and it is not Kingdoms of Amalur I know it has been a full month since we have recorded an episode about Kingdoms of Amalur but um, we will be back with that sometime I don't know I, both me and Matt have been busy as shit so it's been unfortunately a series of events that would not an unfortunate series of events how many uh, episodes do you guys figure you need to uh, do in order to finish the game? At the at the current moment, I think uh-huh. I can do one more episode and I'm done. Yeah, you guys <laughs> got that far? I'm way past halfway. Yeah. All right. Because like I, I've eventually just stopped. You know, I, I had to stop playing because otherwise I'm not going to be able to fit all that into one episode. So That's I don't true. I don't know if me and Matt just want to finish the game and then just sit there and talk about it, just talk mm-hmm. about hey what we thought about it, or what. Because well, the the sooner you guys finish Kingdoms of Amalur, the faster you guys can start on the Xeno Gears, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I would be on this show without mentioning Xeno Gears, Drew? I know. Did you? So yeah, as you can tell, Jay is on the show. Hi, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do next. I re- like. I know Matt has really wanted to do folklore. Uh, folklore is a good game. I don't know how well it has aged. Right. Early generations of the PS3 games, but it was fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Uh, Rogue Galaxy is another one we want to do. Uh, the the PS4 version of it, right? Yeah, yeah. We, they were they it was on sale a couple weeks ago for like five bucks, and I was yeah, like, well, sold. That is a good price. And uh, so I say, very long level five game that I haven't played in a, a very long time. Did you play uh, Dark Cloud Two? I did play Dark Cloud 2. I don't remember much of it. I actually remember more of Dark Cloud 1 because that was like we were starving for video games on yeah. the PS2. And I was like, oh, Dark Cloud, and it's a role-playing game. And then I played it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I like that too much. Yeah, Dark Cloud 1 was one of those games. It had a lot of interesting ideas going for it. Yeah. At the time, like the whole building of your own town and doing this and that with the you know, kind of like the character action aspect of the RPG yeah. was interesting, but it wasn't refined till Dark Cloud 2, which I think is um, probably one of my favorite level 5 games so far, as far as like RPGs go, uh, even more so than Rogue Galaxy. But Rogue Galaxy really took off with the whole narrative side of things. Yeah. Did you like Nino Kuni? I, I enjoyed it, but I got to the point where... I just wanted the game to be over. It, it was too, yeah. I heard, I've always heard it was too long. I've never actually. I, I, I put maybe four hours into it. Yeah, and the combat engine was a little, little odd too. They had this real time aspect of the strategy. Yeah. Of combat, and then you would have to order your, what are essentially Pokemon, uh, that you have out on the field at once, and you have to just tell them to like, oh, you have to guard now. But there's always like a delay. Yeah. Your action to the things that you want to do. And sometimes the enemies would like do an attack, and it would take like a second, and it would instantaneously come out. And you're like, ah, and then you just you just don't have the time to queue up the the commands properly. But it wasn't it wasn't too hard, anyways. So it doesn't matter. But I feel like uh, the combat engine could have used a lot of work. Right. Well, maybe they fixed that in Nino Kuni too. Was that was that expected? Isn't that supposed to be this year? Is it this year? I thought it was supposed to be this year. They announced it last year at E3. I think yeah. they did, or it might have been at the PlayStation Experience. I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I, I saw some screenshots, but I don't know much about it. Maybe we'll see it at E3 this year. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure Sony's going to show that off. 
But um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for the year of the RPG. I mean, there was multiple things that we were thinking about. Uh, pretty much everything that we had on our, our voting list is 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 on the the you know the plan. Um, you guys, before I think. I think Trails of Cold Steel 2 comes out in, like, November or something. Yeah. I'm not sure when. But something like that. You guys should play the first one before that. that game we're, we're planning on doing that one. Like I told Matt, I said, if anything, I do want to do that game. Just because, yeah. just from your recommendation. Because it was just like, you know, you you gave, like, a glowing review of it and, and loved it and told us it was a good jumping on point. So we were like, okay, we'll just do that then, you know. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And, um... The way that game leaves off, man, I'm just like dying for the sequel right now. Right. Yeah. Um, would you say you liked it better than Trails in the Sky? Um, Trails in the Sky, I mean, that's like a that's like a 2004, 2006 game. So that game is old, old, old. Uh-huh. And it, it it had a lot of the a lot of the not only just the visual aesthetics of it, but a lot of the design aspect of uh the olden RPGs where there isn't like uh, like quick travel and there's like tons of backtracking like endless amount of backtracking and the pacing was a little bit uh on the slow side trails of cold steel actually fixes basically all of that it's like a very modernized rpg it actually pushes uh pushes the envelope in a couple of ways in interesting ways as far as how you build your characters up with uh, these little like gems that you can equip on them to customize them to do like different things and spells and all that jazz uh the characters are excellent like this is one of those games where you start you start a game and a lot of the characters kind of rub you the wrong way. You know, yeah. they're kind of like assholes, they're they're like douchebags. But as you play through the game, you kind of learn about their their history, their the background and all that stuff. And what the game does so intelligently is that it sends you on these basically like field missions more or less, and they send you to the varying corners of this empire that you've only heard about in the past, but you've never been to, been able to explore. And you get to see the people there. You get to meet basically like the parents and the relatives and the family members of these uh, these uh, characters. And I never really realized how much that matters for mm-hmm. building up a character's personality. Because how much do you really know a person without like seeing them in their element, You know, meeting their friends and their family? Knowing where they came they from. Live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that does so much to the characters and storytelling. I uh, I really love that about the game. And it felt like such a good setup for what's going to be coming in uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2, which is going to be like tying up all the loose ends and all the things that happened that escalated in the first one should be tied up in the second one, which is going to be great. Cool. Yep. But yeah, um, I, I do want to do that one because, I mean, just like I, I feel like I want like – I wouldn't say – it reminds me of like a traditional RPG, mm-hmm. kind of like how Blue Dragon always kind of reminded me of a traditional role-playing game. <laughs> Except for the soundtrack, yeah. Well, that soundtrack, oh, man. <laughs> that soundtrack's oh, amazing. Man. What is it, the chicken steak or something? Like yeah, that? we got chicken steak now. <laughs> that is a legendary soundtrack. Yes, it is. I mean, no, no, I mean, even like I, I still listen to some of the, the original soundtrack too. I mean – Nobu Uematsu is amazing, um, but um, but yeah, no, it's I don't know. Like it, as far as what we've been doing, I mean, I've there's a lot of transitions at my job, and then Matt's doing a lot of stuff at his job, and his parents came down for a week, so it's it's been nuts. We haven't been able to to record or anything like that. I mean, we we we've planned on it every week, and then something came up, you know. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, man. It's, yeah, 
surprisingly difficult to get two people to do the same thing in one day. Yeah. Amazing trying to get five people to come to a specific location to sit down and play Dungeons and Dragons. That is pretty crazy. I'm I'm impressed that you've been able to pull that off. So far, I've been able to. Like, I planned uh, to do our next session the 11th, and then Joel was like, I can't do the 11th. I'm like, okay, so I guess we'll do next week then. So we'll have to... So the 11th is next week, so you're talking about the week after? Week after, yeah. So um, I don't know when we're going to be doing that. Hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be that guy that keeps reminding people and telling people like the times and stuff. I have you to have be. to be. Yeah. I have to be. Yeah. You really have to be. I have to be. I, I always, I've always hated that responsibility, so I, I try not to get it. But yeah, the um, I don't know. So uh, yeah, as far as intermission stuff goes, I don't even know what to talk about. I mean, I know you said that you wanted to hear about Battleborn. Yeah, yeah. I was just well, you've been talking about it. You made that snide comment about oh is it possible for a person to like both battleborn and overwatch yeah and i promptly unfollowed you of course you know because that's that's of course yeah it's it's, it's naturally so uh tell me about battleborn why why you like it okay so it's the first i guess these are my official first impressions you know normally i save it for n4g podcast but since this will go out before that um i like it it's um it's it's not overwatch like at all you know, yeah. Overwatch is a Team Fortress Two kind of game. You know, it's it it's it's a competitive first person shooter, while uh, Battleborn feels more like a MOBA. I mean, it, it really does um, in certain aspects. So there's there's a lot going on in this game. Uh, they have a full on kind of like it, I wouldn't say it's a story mode, but I mean it, they have you can do story missions, and these story missions can be played cooperatively. So you can have up to five people with you just like you can in the multiplayer and you go through basically a story mission and the story missions play out a lot like raids do. So, uh, you, you enter a dungeon or an area and you go, go travel this area. And then, you know, you'll, you'll come to an event, which will be, Oh, defend this point, And you'll have like trash mobs come and try and destroy whatever you're trying to so protect. The, so the maps that you're exploring are like really big or something. They're yeah, they're relatively okay. big. I mean, you're, you're traveling through, you're going through levels basically. Okay. Um, so it's not like a map. It's, it's more like a level. Um, and, uh, but yeah, this, it plays out a lot like a raid. So, okay, this is an event you got to do. Stop these guys from hitting this computer terminal or something. Um, and then you travel again, you, you know, you, you do a few hold off enemies and then you take on a boss fight at the end. Well, what, how does the boss fights work? Um, the boss fights, I mean, they feel like, like a raid or something like that in, in destiny or, or like the division or something like that. It feels like, it feels like a boss fight. You know, they're going to take up a lot of damage. It's going to be a lot of people just throwing everything they got at him. And does that know. have like neat mechanics or is it just like, uh, it's a huge amounts of HP and that's about it. No, I mean, some, some of them, you know, like there's a boss where, uh, you have to kill the, the, um, his minions first because they're shielding him. Okay. Kind of thing. And then there's one where uh, he shields himself for a little while and uh, you don't attack him. Kind of, yeah, it, there, there's there's small things that, that happen. Very very simplistic mechanics, but it does exist. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, but the the biggest thing and this I put this in my review. The biggest issue with with the story missions that I have is the fact that 
if you fail an objective, so say you're supposed to com- like, all right, perfect example is, oh, you got to defend this computer terminal while they're hacking something, and these trash mobs are coming and they're slowly trying to get to the computer to to beat it and 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 destroy it. Um, if it gets destroyed, you you wipe. Okay. Completely, no checkpoints. Where, um, where do you have to start back from? From the beginning of the mission. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and these missions can last up or still about forty minutes. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um. The it, but see the weird thing is, is they try they kind of trick you because it says oh you got a checkpoint the checkpoint only means this is where you can respawn if you die so um if a person dies. If I take too much damage to where I have zero hit points, I don't, I'm not dead automatically. People can come up to me and revive me. If they don't revive me in time, there's a timer that counts down. If they don't revive me in time, I then die and use up a life. And the entire party uses like a pool of lives. So uh, kind of like Monster Hunter in a way with the full lives. Exactly. Okay. Um, that's not an issue. I mean, because I've I've done multiple story missions. People have died, used a life. Big deal. It, it, it's not a big, you know. Who cares? Um, but the biggest thing is, is that people will run off and like, I'm going to go kill these guys at their spawn point. Well, there's other guys that are hitting our fucking objective right now. We really need to stop them, and I'm the only one there. And then we failed the mission. You know, and then we, you get sent back to the fucking menu, and everybody's like, like, "Well, I'm I'm done playing Battle Bar for today." Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what happens. Um, so there, but there is a story missions that you can do, and and the story missions kind of serve as both kind of a tutorial on top of probably. I mean, they give you the story. I mean, there's there's actually a lot of dialogue in this game. Uh, uh, how, more importantly, how does like the characters work? Um, as far as how how many there are selectables, do you have to unlock them? Like, you do have to unlock there? them. That's what the story missions do. Um, uh, so yeah. you complete a story mission. Oh, you unlock this character who is kind of predominant in this mission, or something like that. Or or they just they just all right, you got this character now. Um, but on top of all that, there is also loot drops. So you will get loot, and it's colored. Um, loot, so like rare, you know, uh, special different types of loot, uncommon stuff like that, um, that you can use to put into your loadout. Now, loadouts um, are not character specific, so you won't get loot for just Oscar Mike, who is a character in the game. Okay. Um, you will get just standard loot that you put onto your profile, basically your loadout. And um, you so you choose a character, then you choose a loadout, and then you start the game kind of thing. Um, and gear could be um, you get better critical hits, uh, or you get better um, uh, your abilities do more damage, or you have faster movement speed, stuff like that. It's like a very simple percentage based improvements. Yeah, um, okay. but you you don't get those unless you activate them, and the only way to activate them is by using the in game currency. So when I say that. Think of it like a MOBA when you're killing stuff and you're getting gold, right? Right. So once you get it – so say I have a helmet on my loadout that gives me better uh, critical hit chance Um, and it takes 600 crystal shards to activate. Um, And you get crystal shards by killing trash mobs, uh, finding it in the environment, 
different things, doing well in a match, basically. Um, and you use those crystal shards not only to activate your uh, loadout gear, but also to create turrets in the environment or traps and stuff like that. So it, it has a lot to do with creating defenses as well. Okay. Um, and there's a ton of loot. Like uh, every time you finish a story mission or even during story missions, you may find a piece of loot that drops for everybody kind of thing. Everybody gets their own kind of loot. Uh, you can also, whenever you level up your profile, you can also get access to uh, loot crates that have random uh, drops in them whenever you open them. Um, what are the uh, game modes of play uh, predominantly? Okay, so there's three game modes currently in the multiplayer versus like the, the competitive multiplayer. Uh, the first one being the MOBA, as everybody knows. You got your mobs going toward the enemy core. They got theirs coming to you, and you're trying to push and pull kind of thing. You know. Uh, this is uh, how many people versus how many? Five versus five. Mm. Um. And that's that's the the first mode. The second mode, or like I can't remember the names. I know the the last mode is called Meltdown, and Meltdown is basically the opposite of a MOBA. You're still escorting your 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 mobs, your minions, but you're actually escorting them to go kill themselves because you get points every time a minion kills themselves. Uh, but in a very specific place or way, right? In the in the middle of the map. Okay. Uh, and you can either escort your guys or you can go hinder the other guys and kill their mobs before they get to the sacrificing area. Hmm, that's um, newish, I guess. And then there is also like a King of the Hill thing where there's like three, you know, it's, it's like head, well, not headquarters. What's the one in Call of Duty where there's A, B, and C and you got to capture them? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you, that, you know, uh, it, you hold them and you get points. It's like, like domination, or domination something? or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and then they got that mode as well. Okay, and how are the characters control? Are they fun? Yeah, I mean, I I actually enjoy a lot of the characters. I've, I I messed around with um, a f- I, well, I messed around with a good amount. I messed around with all of them that unlock to begin with. Uh, when you finish the prologue, you unlock like five or six characters. Um, and then doing story missions, you unlock more. That's kind of obnoxious. Like if you want, if you just wanted to buy this and play it as a MOBA, then you you do have to sit through the story mode in order to unlock the characters. That's true, but at the same time, you're kind of working toward. I mean, you can do the you can do the the story mode by yourself if you want to. Mm. Um, no, but what I mean is that like it's kind of like you buy like a fighting game, right? You want to bring it home. You want to play against your friends. Oh no, you have to play story mode to unlock the next ten characters. You're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it, it. I don't know. It, it feels like they they at least gave me a de- an, a good amount of characters to mess around with that felt different. Okay. How you many uh, characters total? There's 25 characters in all. Okay. And they they all feel different. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, have you given Killer Instinct a look at all? Mm, I've seen gameplay footage. Okay. Well, Killer Instinct. When you sit down and play a character, they have both traits and obviously abilities that are completely different from another. This game feels like that. So there's a character who uh, poisons enemies every time she reloads her gun. 
So she she'll, so she'll reload her gun, and her clip is made out of poison, and it hits enemies and poisons them. And then yeah. she also does more damage to poisoned enemies kind of thing. Um, and this also is like it, it can synergize with other characters and stuff like that. And that's that's just her. Then there's another character who's kind of like an archer sniper where she can put a curse on people who takes more damage. Um, and you know she has all these different abilities, and uh, she's kind of like the sniper of the of the, the beginning people. Right. Um and so she her her thing is all about putting curses on people and um she can also and depending on how you augment the character. So like during a, a match you will gain experience points, you'll level up just like in a MOBA and it doesn't it's not persistent or anything like that. Each match you start at level 1 and you work your way up again. Uh and you unlock basically a, a, an augment point which allows you to uh you choose one of two ways. Um, and, um, you know, one may be do more damage with your bow and arrow or, uh, the other option may be, well, you curse when you curse an enemy, you, you do, uh, 10% more damage, you know, or something like that. So, um, everybody has like this really different play style. Everybody has a different weapon that they use. Um, and at the same time, they still all have roles so that you have healers, you have tanks, you know, you have DPS, Right. And, uh, it, it's, I think it's well done. I, I don't know. People have just trashed on this game. Uh, I'm, I'm curious though. Like, when did that even start and why did it start? Why do people hate Battleborn? I've always been kind of indifferent on it. Yeah. It's just the fact that, you know, I played Overwatch and I just enjoyed that much better. And, you know, being that, you know, we have a limited amount of time, I like to keep my multiplayer games and, like, set order. I want to have, like, one fighting game. One like shooter and then basically everything else is like RPGs and other stuff for me. Yeah. So you know I've I've kind of made my choice on Overwatch. Uh, I'll give Battleborn a try too, just for the sake of uh, giving it a fair shot. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I mean, Gearbox has made Borderlands. Yeah. They they have a certain pedigree to what they can do. So why do people hate on Battleborn from the very beginning? I think because you know, I don't know. I think I think because everybody fucking loves Blizzard. And they came out, and and truth be told, Blizzard has kind of like knocked Overwatch too. It seems like every time they that Overwatch has a beta, like Blizzard's like, guess what, motherfuckers, we got a beta too. Are you talking Gearbox is talking shit to Blizzard? Right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah Blizzard's talking shit to Gearbox. I wouldn't, so, say, I wouldn't say talking shit, like not publicly doing it. I'm just saying every time Gearbox has something, like, oh, we got a public beta, you guys want to check it out, and then Blizzard's like, yeah, well, we got one too. That's weird because um, they're very different games. They they are, but for some reason, people keep comparing them to each other. Isn't there another one just like this, uh, just like Battleborn? Well, just actually like Battleborn coming out. Um, by... It was Paragon. I know, I know about Paragon, but there's another one, something Harden or something, or there's another MOBA-ish game coming out. For the longest time, I've got uh, I've got Paragon, Battleborn, Overwatch. Uh, that one Cliff Lebensky is making Lawbreakers. I had all these fucking games like confused for a while. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of the problem because it feels like they are trying to kind of crack the console mobile market at the same time. Because Paragon just came out, uh, Battleborn just came out, and uh, you know you have some other games coming out as well. Um, and what Overwatch coming out, and there's other stuff coming out, and I feel like there's like one more game that I'm totally forgetting, 
But I guess if uh, I can't even remember the name of it, it's kind of irrelevant. But mm. uh, yeah, when's our Lawbreakers due out? Oh God, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything out of that in a long time. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you seem to uh, enjoy it, then uh, maybe there's something to it. I, I, I you know, I, I'm 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 enjoyed the crap out of it. Like uh, the uh, yeah, it, there there's issues with the game. Um, you know, you can purchase credits, which can then be used to buy the the loot crates. And you know, like I said, my review potentially a a as somebody who really likes this game could spend you know twenty thirty bucks and get great loot drops. And um, you know, or maybe not. RNG may be not on his side. So I mean, it's one of those things where there's a lot of factors when it goes comes into that stuff. Yeah. Will it happen? Maybe, but you know, you're, it's going to be few and far between. And I'm uh, I'm also curious about like how are they going to do the new characters and stages? Are they going to be like season pass, DLC, what are they going to do? I don't know what their plans are at all. That's the thing is like there's 25 characters in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's more than enough. Uh yeah, I mean that seems plenty, but the thing about it is that Dota has like 100 heroes. That's yeah. true. And then there's still there people are like, oh, oh, we haven't gotten a new hero in months. We need one right away. So people are never satisfied. No. As far as the heroes go, even though they haven't mastered like single one of them. Yeah. Which always amuses me greatly. But uh, regardless of, um, yeah, it, it, they'll probably do something. But one of the things that really got me got the appeal uh, for Overwatch is that they're like, oh yeah, they're they're we're, we're gonna do uh, characters. They're gonna be free if you buy the game. Yeah, the stage is gonna be free. They're like, oh, well then, okay, uh, yeah, you ha- you have my money then because the way w- you played Overwatch now and you you can kind of understand that every single character that you have is a weapon, it's a tool, and not having a tool uh, that another player has will put you at a disadvantage. Yeah. So you know these characters have to be free. These there has to be a level uh, level playing field for everyone in order for the game to be enjoyable. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of games don't respect that aspect of it. Well, that's one of the big differences I think between Overwatch and and Battleborn. Granted, they are two different games, but in Overwatch you can totally switch up characters on the fly whenever yeah. you want to, and and in Battleborn you know you're at a character select screen. That's who you're with for the rest of the match. And it's kind of like you have to plan ahead, you know, like a MOBA. You have to, all right, we got to have a healer, guys. You know, we got to have a tank, you know, otherwise we're going to be screwed, you know, and and trying to play with randoms. I All week I have done nothing but play with randoms. And I'm like, you guys don't know how to play a MOBA. Holy Council shit, Council players don't know how to play. I played a bit of the Overwatch um Overwatch on PS4 beta because my friend doesn't want to play on PC because his PC sucks. Uh-huh. So I played that and, and oh god, the PS4 players for Overwatch are just goddamn terrible. It's not just on my side, but on like both sides of the team. It's like they're like the the team makeup is like like four Widowmakers and like two Bastions. I'm like, ah, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> it's like nothing's happening. It's like a uh... Uh, console players are diff- very different market to PC players. It feels like. Yeah, it's I don't know. Everybody wants to be a fucking sniper. I guess. Although I I do prefer Thorn and Blood or <laughs> Bloodborne <laughs> fucking Battleborn, and she is a sniper. She's the the archer sniper. Okay. Um, 
I just like her powers. You know, you can, I, can, I can stay way the fuck away from people and snipe the hell out of them. And um, if they get close, she has an ability where she takes like four arrows, puts them into her, her shot, and kind of does like a shotgun thing. Okay. Um, she's really cool. Uh, and like everybody has like it's it's really cool. Like uh, the um, the 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 one who's like a lot of people have seen is like the guy who looks like the heavy with the big mini gun thing. He's really cool. I mean, you know, he he's a tank. He's slow. Um, but his, his, you know, he's all about worrying about a heat meter because, you know, he's spooling up the, the, the chain gun too much and stuff. And like all these, the, the heat meter may affect different things and right. everybody plays completely different. And, and like the best analogy I can use is killer instinct. So, yeah, that's, that's how it should be for mobiles. Uh, people should have the roles, but they should not play exactly the same in those particular roles. So yeah. uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, Honestly, I was I was thinking about just giving this a pass because I have so much stuff to play right now anyway. But when the rental copy does arrive, maybe I'll play a game or two or something like that. I'll play with you and see how that's like. You can walk me through some things. Sure, absolutely. Um, but yeah, well, okay, that's that's enough Battleborn talk for now. Actually, um, speaking of stuff that happened recently, freaking, we got the Persona Five uh, U.S. Uh, la- I mean, not the U.S. Goddamn, I want the U.S. launch date. We got the <laughs> Japanese launch date. My, my my mind is already skipping ahead. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like God, I want that U.S. launch date so bad. But people are telling me they're like, ah, you know, Persona Persona Three. Yeah, it took like a year and change to come out. But Persona Two through Four took about six months. So maybe it'll be half again at about three months. Uh, that seems very optimistic. Very, very optimistic. I, uh, you, uh, I'll, I'll make a prediction. Okay. My prediction is I think we'll, we'll probably get this game uh, early December. Early December? Yeah. That that seems like a reasonable amount of time, but I, that is still three months. But I'd be, I would be happy with that. If it drops this year, I would be happy. Yeah, I would be But too. I was under the impression when they were going to originally announce the uh, final day for Persona 5, it was supposed to be a simultaneous world release. That's what I was thinking too because they were saying, oh, we're doing the localization simultaneously right now. Yeah, that's what I figured what the delay was about. Yeah. You know, among other things. But now that they're like, oh, a Japanese release it. But they say it's going to be at E3. So that's probably when we'll actually see the um, the, the final day. Uh, too bad we can't like squeeze the data of like Atlas PR or something. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Persona Five. That's uh, that's a. a uh, one. You did you watch the new trailer and everything? I did. Yeah. I haven't because I'm I'm on more or less blackout until the actual game comes out. Right. And I keep it that way. I haven't seen any footage of the game since the first actual trailer, which was like a year ago and change. So yeah, it's uh, I, I'm I'm hearing uh, people really excited about it, but I don't want to know the details about the characters, the gameplay mechanics, or anything. I just want to be new to it when it goes in. That's it's been too long, man. I, I need that new Persona game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they got that. Um, you heard about the Dishonored Two release date coming out as well? Uh, that one, I I do not care about at all. Really, you didn't like Dishonored? I could not stand it. Why? I could not. I hated it. I had to review the uh, the ultimate edition, the one that came out on PS4. The one with the the DLC and everything combined, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Mm-mm. Really? That game is not for me. Mm-mm. What? So what? What irks you the wrong way? Like I thought the stealth sucked in it. 
stealth. This is very rudimentary stealth. You just hide behind things and stay out of people's line of sight. And you, well, it, everywhere. It's pretty much impossible to do that. It because I was like because it kept telling you like when like in the loading screens, which the loading is horrible in that game. Um, the the um like during the loading screens, it would say, "Oh, the more people you kill." You know, the the worst ending you're going to get, you know, you're going to get that bad, the bad shit will happen because that plague is going to spread, right? And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to kill anybody, so that means i got to be stealthy. But then they make the stealth fucking impossible. You know, I'm always going to get seen, and, you know, he can't take that many hits, and I'm, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. Really, dude? Like, the stealth in that game is super easy. No, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to, like, belittle your, tri- uh, you know, struggle and everything. But I mean, like, where are you using the teleport? Like, yeah. really, like, often, all the time? You could just go behind people instantaneously and just cross over their line of sight. It's, it's like you just get on top of, like, buildings, you stay on, the uh, high vantage point, just, like, zip around everywhere, drink the blue potions whenever you need more mana, and just, just go zip, zip, zip. Trust me, I did. That that's the thing is like I, I I maybe something wasn't clicking for me, but I was I could not stand that game. I disliked the crap but, out of but it. But you you should have tried to play without the whole stealth element though. Like the combat in that game is actually pretty good. I mean I'm sure it was, but I, I like it, it felt like every time I was killing somebody I felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah, it does. It does give you that impression, which is odd for a game that has a competent combat engine. Yeah. You can do some cool stuff with the like some of his powers are incredible. Like he has a power that allows him to basically stop time temporarily. So what happens is that some guy takes a shot at you, right? You can stop time right there and actually push one of the guy, uh, push that same guy that shot the bullet at you on the trajectory of the bullet that he shot, making it hit him directly on the back of his own head and watch him fall over. And like you can summon like a giant, like a freaking like what's a What's a plural of a bunch of rats? Is there like a like a like a terminology for that? When there's like a pack of rats, right? It's it's, it's a pack, right? I think yeah. so. So you have like this pack of bloodthirsty freaking rats. You can summon them from nothingness, and they just like eat up all the all the enemies, and they become like skeletons. And you you have all sorts of crazy powers. It's actually pretty fun to play. But if you didn't like the stealth element of it, that is where the main draw was. So that that's that's too bad. I love the I love this this honored one. Uh, as far as the whole gameplay goes, it had a very, you know how those games are. They always have those really simplistic moral black and white choices. Um, that that game is uh, definitely the culprit of, of that of that cliche as as far as video games go. Because like you said, if you're killing dudes, the game's like, oh, you're you're an asshole. Oh, you're you're doing all this unnecessary killing when they should have just left you alone. And then just kind of sort itself out, but it doesn't do that. Hopefully, the second game will fix some of that. Yeah, maybe. I know that they how it's been announced probably what two years now. Uh, has it? I knew it's been in the works for since the three, but uh, I haven't I haven't seen anything about it. But either way, it's it's got a release date. It should uh, it should be good. November November eleventh, I think. Mm. That's good. Uh, what else? And you, you, Uncharted Four is coming. Next oh week. yeah, uh, you you got your pre-order in. You got the collector's edition and everything. Ab- absolutely. Right? Yeah, just release date shipping for true. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah, the only way you can handle it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell I... tell us how much you love Uncharted. <laughs> I don't. 
mind Uncharted. Okay. I am not going to go out of my way to play it though, mm-hmm. because I I like I've I've said it before, and I don't want to come off as like me hating those games. They're not for me anymore. Okay. Um. They, they yeah sure. When the PlayStation Three came out, you hadn't seen a game like Uncharted before because man, you know. Graphical leaps from the PS2 to the PS3. Look at this. Look at this game. Look at how cinematic it looks and how beautiful the vistas are and stuff like that. And I, I can't get behind those games anymore because everything is the same. The, the locales may be different. The situation may be different, but Nathan Drake is still dangling from a rope while explosions or something crazy is going on and you don't really have control. It's kind of like a cut scene, but you need to move forward because there's a fail state. And I mean, it's, it's, it, it looks amazing, but I, I find that stuff boring. Now the, the blockbuster summer action movie type games do nothing for me anymore. Hmm. Because so like the the really high intensity triple A kind of games, right? Well, I mean, I mean, the, uh, like The Witcher would be a high intensity triple A game, right? Well, that's that's a lot less uh, cinematic and like uh, it's it's more it's you know RPGs are very different, and Witcher Three is definitely like a very in depth RPG. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not gonna get a you're not gonna be basically leveling up uh, Drake in Uncharted uh, Uncharted Four, yeah. and like getting like crafting new items for him to use. That's not happening. Yeah, I've I just like I don't know. Like I played Uncharted One, I played Uncharted Two, and that was when I was like I was I was kind of done. Like You're done I, after two, I was I was done after two. I was like I don't want to play any more of these games. I didn't even try Uncharted Three. I. I played about four hours of The Last of Us and said this is the same thing. I just like I don't like those don't do anything for me. But like, like I don't know, like to me, I kind of understand where you're coming from as far as the gameplay sense goes, right? Yeah. Because you know, how many cover shooter games are you gonna really play? Uh, regardless of how well they're executed, you're just like t- taking pot shots at guys that are coming in and out of cover, you know? Yeah. Um, but to me, those games have been always about the characters and the narrative. Especially like The Last of Us. Like, I couldn't care less about the gameplay, even though I also enjoyed that too. Oh, I couldn't stand uh, the gameplay. Yeah, I Last know. Of I, us. I, I, it seems to be a trend for you not liking stealth in these kind of games. I'm, I'm starting to see the dots now. The thing is, I like, I love Metal Gear. And Metal Gear is, is its own type of stealth. It does stealth differently from everyone else, though. Yeah. It's, it's, have you played any of the Hitman games? Yeah. I've played, um, uh, I played Blood Money. I know that I beat it. Um, contracts was one of them. Contracts. I think that was like second or something. Like second, or, yeah, I, I can't remember which one, but yeah, I've, Blood I've, Money's I, third. Yeah. yeah, Blood Money was the third. It was the first one on the three sixties. That was the one I remember buying. And it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I played Blood Money. Um, I played part of the 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 one before this newest one, Absolution. Oh yeah, I forgot about that game. Uh, that was more actiony. That game was not good. I didn't I, like the mission structure. I, I didn't liked like it. the disguise structure. I don't like it. Play the new one, man. Play the new one that's uh coming out right now. That one's that one's really good. Yeah. 
So that's that's what I've been told, and it's only fifteen bucks per episode, right? Uh, just buy the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's just it seems to be pretty good so far. Okay. But uh, well, you know, you can just always for the always wait for the physical copy when it's all complete. You know, later down the line, probably either end of this year or the beginning of next. There's no hurry. Um, that's coming out. So so as far as Uncharted goes, I feel like the series definitely plateaued at two. I don't think there's anyone really that can content you know dispute that. As far as uh, because if you play one and then you play two, like mm-hmm. right after them, the the improvements were ginormous. It was night and day. The polish, the level of detail, both visually and like physics and everything else in between. The level design, like the I don't think anyone's gonna forget like the the very like prologue with the train state. You know, like the train you're like climbing up the train as it's like falling down the edge of a cliff and things like that. Very memorable stuff, but like. Uncharted 3, it felt like it was getting stale. It was still good, and I enjoyed it, but it was getting stale. But for me, for Uncharted 4, I want to know where this story goes, and I want to see where it might end. Because I have a feeling this might be the last Uncharted game, maybe? I don't know. Um, I kind of hope it is, because you know Naughty Dog has proven themselves that they can do new IPs with great success. So I want them to move on uh, from the Uncharted series in general. Um but yeah, I mean, Uncharted Four has got like, I don't know what the Metacritic it has right now, but I would gather something stupid like ninety-seven or ninety-eight or something like that. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it's got that Naughty Dog uh, name to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into any type of bashing or anything like that. But anything that's got Naughty Dog's name on it's gonna guarantee to probably uh, at least that eighty-eight Metacritic or higher. Does um I don't you think so? It's um I mean I'm sure we can talk about like Jack Three or something like that. <laughs> but No, 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 I'm not I'm not thinking about going that far, but I feel like no studio or no development team has that guarantee seal of approval anymore. I don't know, man. Naughty Dog people go fucking nuts over Naughty Dog stuff. They they always have. You know, ever since Uncharted pretty much. I, I used to say the same thing about Platinum until they made that Avatar game, which and, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. And so that's another thing. I, I'm not a big fan of Platinum games. Mm, true, true, true. Well, you don't, you're not a big fan of character action games, I guess. But I love Devil May Cry. You like the, the other – you like the fake Devil May Cry, right? <laughs> I like them all. And, and, the newest, and the newest Devil May Cry was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I think obviously it gets a lot of hate for reasons we all know. Yeah. But um, regardless of that, if so, why don't you like Bayonetta? Is this I, a character? I don't think so. I don't know. Like I, I sat down and probably put maybe three or four hours. Like I, I give everything a fair shake. That's the thing. Uh-huh. It's not like I'm going to bash something and not played it. I played probably three, at least three or four hours of Bayonetta. I, I know where I stopped. I made it past the part where you're actually a jet. You're flying mm-hmm. over the water or whatever. Yeah. I made it past that and then did like the next level and I'm like, I'm done with this game because I'm like Was I'm, it was it too ridiculous for you? No, because I mean I love ridiculous. I mean fucking I love Shadows of the Damned. I thought that's an absolutely fantastic game. Um I mean I I, I fucking Suda fifty one, his stuff is fucking insane and I love it. 
You know, I, like, I don't know. I just didn't like Bayonetta. I, because, I, like, no, like, uh, when I think about it objectively, Bayonetta has a better combat engine than the uh, other Devil May Cry games. Like, for the things that you can do in that game, the fluidity of how your moves connect with each other, like, dodge canceling, like, witch moves, and, like, all this crazy stuff, and the, all the accessories and items and moves that you can upgrade. Like, you can you can make a combo video out of Bayonetta 1 and 2, and it'll be a blast to watch. You can do something similar with Devil May Cry, but I think Bayonetta 1 and 2 has probably the best character action combat engine as far as that goes. So it's just weird to me. Like Some people told me that they don't like Bayonetta because they don't like the story and they don't like the character. I, I mean, like, I really, okay, sure. I really didn't like that either. Like mm-hmm. I, I, It was convoluted and oh, yeah. didn't really make much sense. Now, granted, Devil May Cry, the original series, didn't make much sense either. Like, uh, that was one of the reasons why I, I loved the new DMC so much was because, hey, guess what? The story actually fucking makes sense. Kind, uh, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous, but I mean, I could follow it, you know? Um, like, I don't know. I, I, maybe I, I don't, maybe I just don't like Bayonetta. I don't know. It was weird. I, like, I just, I, I could not get into that game. I tried. I did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a crime not to like something, man. Yeah. But I'm just, uh, I'm always curious about, like, the reasoning and uh, the logic behind a lot of the things, especially when it seems like they would they would like it based on the criteria of what they've liked in the past. So that's that's interesting to me. But I, I mean, like I said, I've, like, most of Platinum games, I'm not that big of a fan of. Like, I, you I did Revengeance? I, I liked Revengeance, like that's the one, and I think it was the Metal Gear franchise that that made oh, yeah. me like it that much. You know, I thought Revengeance was uh, fucking great, uh, yeah. and I enjoyed the crap out of it. I played it on my PC. You know, I played the PC version of it, and I thought it looked great, played great, and stuff like that. And I didn't mind Vanquish. I like um, Vanquish too. I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it, it. I mean, I'm pretty sure they teamed up with like Shinji Mikami for that one, right? I think so. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. I'm pretty sure fun. he helped direct that. Um, but, you know, Mad World, I didn't care about. Um, I enjoyed it. It got super repetitive, but I enjoyed it. Um, great, great soundtrack, too. The um, the one that had him in it, what was it called? Uh, Anarchy Reigns. Anarchy Reigns. It's uh, like a fighting game. Yeah. Then what else have they made? They made... Um, they made uh, Transformers Devastation. Yeah, they didn't play it. I, I played. I, I played a little bit of it. I liked it. I'm gonna go back into it eventually. I but I will. I will say, even though I don't like platinum games, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a day one purchase for me. You, you just like the the IP though, right? Because I fucking love Ninja Turtles. Yeah. We haven't gotten a good Turtles game in forever, man. It's been Turtles in Time. Yeah, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. What's the last good Ninja Turtles game? Because I think I've review, reviewed every one of them that came out since. And there have been a lot. There have been a lot. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. thing. There's been uh, a lot of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm platinum knows action, and um, is it gonna be like a? Is it gonna be like four player co op? Yeah, they said uh, they said it's four player online co op. How about offline? I don't know about that one. I need I need at least two player co op because we need to. Uh, me and my buddies need to get back into the turtles in time days. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this is blast. Co-op couch play is the best. Heck yeah. Mm. But yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I, like I, it's it's weird. Like there's there's just certain games that have never really clicked for me. And you know, I, the Uncharted games, I played them. You know, I played a lot of them. You know, and I just like th- that kind of game doesn't affect me anymore. I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it today. Um, 
It's the same way with kind of like Tomb Raider. That's why that's the reason why it took me forever to get through Tomb Raider. The first, the like the new reboot that they did. Mm-hmm. I started it on 360. I stopped. Well, if, playing. You, if you don't, if you don't like Uncharted games, I could, I could definitely see why you wouldn't like Tomb Raider. Right? Yeah, because I mean they're basically the same game or the yeah. same type of game. They're they're cover based shooters, um, with with you know crazy action sequences, you know, kind of thing. And I just I, I can't get into those anymore. Like I just, they do. Maybe nothing. you just fall in the, fallen out of love with the genre. I think that's what happened. You know, I like. Originally, it was the spectacle, seeing Nathan Drake, you know, holding on to a railing while, you know, he's flying through the air and, and there's a crazy thing where he's getting chased by a truck while it's exploding. And, you know, and, and it looks good on television because we hadn't seen stuff like that before. But after the second rodeo of that, I, I it, you know, I, I've seen this before. It's just a different setting, you know, uh, it, it's boring to me. Okay, I I kind of feel the same way about a lot of these standard platformers that come out nowadays. Yeah, like I used to be, you know, I I started off as like my first game ever playing. Uh, I'm sure just the same as a, a lot of other people, being the Super Mario Bros. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, you know, with the Duck Hunt bundled in. Of course. Are you? Yeah, uh, man, I was good at that Duck Hunt game. I didn't cheat like those people that sit too close to the TV. Oh, you mean me putting my my gun right up to the fucking television screen and still missing? <laughs> How does that make you feel when you cheat and still lose? I <laughs> ah, fucking this duck hunt. Yeah, it's just duck hunt, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I used to live for platformers, man. I used to basically grab everyone that came out because honestly, that's basically all every single game we ever got, right? You had Super Mario, you had Sonic, you had the N sixty four days, like you had Rayman, you had Banjo Kazooie, uh, you have all those all sorts of other platformers that come in and out. And I used to play all of them, and I used to I used to enjoy them. But then after like the PS2 generation, I started to like not like them very much anymore. I just got bored of collecting things for collecting sake. Yeah, um, those kind of things really started to irk me. I I started to need like a narrative or like a good reason to do things. What was the game that you had that realization? Do you remember? I think it happened around Super Mario Sunshine. Really? On GameCube, yeah. I know I know people adore that game and I uh, fucking love why. that game. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very well ga- a well made game and I can you know, I can totally accept that. But when I started playing it and I was just like, Oh, I gotta go start you know, go get some more sunshines from here, oh it's hidden over there, oh let me refill my water and spray it over here so I can jump over there and kinda of flow. And then like it just become it just became monotonous after a while. And even though that they added like new gameplay elements to it, it felt like a new paint job on something very familiar, you know. Yeah. Um you know, it's like the old model car. Uh, they just put like a brand new paint on it, and you're like, "Well, it looks nice, but it's still the the same car." And it's yeah, that's kind of a silly thing to say for a core gameplay where you're just kind of jumping over things and like, getting to destinations ultimately. Right. But at the same time, it feels like I just I just stop enjoying those games, and um, I can see why people enjoy it. I actually recently played, uh, well, not I would say maybe about six months ago, I played the Super Mario 3D World for Wii U, and I played that. Um, you know, with co-op and stuff like that, I had I had a decent time with it. I, but, I thought that was game was fantastic. Yeah, it's really well made. But if I were to have not have played with that with other people, then I probably wouldn't have played it at all. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's weird to me, man. I used to love platformers, but now I'm just like, eh. 
Do you have any interest in Ratchet and Clank? Uh, I, I actually, well, I guess this kind of uh, attests to what I just said. I had a copy of Ratchet and Clank sitting uh, like on 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 my uh, desk for the last like two weeks, uh-huh. and I haven't touched it yet. You should play that. I know, I know. It's supposed to be really good, and I, I did, you know, I did rent it in the uh, the intent to play it eventually. But like, I think about playing it, and it's like uh, I should play more bravely. Second, oh, I should play more Overwatch or something like that. And it's just like I'd rather play something else. Yeah, is what it feels like. It's, it's so good. the genre. I know. It's just what I, think, I hear because it was. It's been so long since I played a game like that. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, it's a fucking breath of fresh air to come back to something that's simple shoot shit and jump around that's all i want to do and you know and it was it was i had a blast with that game i haven't finished it yet but i'm close to it and that's that's easily in one of my top 10 games of the year so far that's good and how long is that game is it like shortish uh i'd say i've probably you know i've been trying to get a lot of secret stuff um Mm -hmm. i've probably put about eight hours into it and i think i'm probably about maybe three planets away from finishing it so uh, give or take you could probably beat it in about eight hours if you just breeze through it yeah uh i'm not i'm not the type of person to breeze through it unless i hate i hate the game and i'm doing it for review you know Then, then you're looking you're looking at around maybe 11 hours then yeah, okay. Um I do want to play it eventually. Yeah, definitely definitely give that one a shot. It's it's actually really fun. Yeah, I played uh some I played I played in B two of the PS three Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah. The the one with the time travel and the first one that came out for PS three, which were both good. Yeah. I enjoyed them. But um there's they're not the kind of games. Yeah. Go ahead. I was like there's been a lot of Ratchet and Clank games. <laughs> They have. I actually surprisingly miss every single one on PS2. Really? Uh, that that series didn't exist to me on PS2. I don't know why. <laughs> I just skipped it. Well, you know, in the PS2 days, mm-hmm. things were a lot simpler. You know, back then you were like, okay, you're either a Ratchet and Clank guy, you're a Jack and Daxter guy, or you're a Sly Cooper guy. I fell into the Jack and Daxter thing. Funny enough, I was a big Naughty Dog fan back in the day. Okay. And um, I fucking love Jack and Daxter one and two, three. Okay, <laughs> that, that one's not as good, but two was fucking great. And I and one to me is classic. Um, and um, you know, I I played the Ratchet and Clank games, and I was like, eh, but I'm still more of a Jack guy, you know. And um, uh, but yeah, I played uh, Ratchet and Clank one, which was hard as shit back in the day. That game was difficult as hell. And I played Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal. Uh, and I played the first one on the PS3, which was Ratchet and Clank Future. And I didn't play the ones incrementally after that. I didn't play All for One. I didn't play the pirate one. Uh, Quest for Booty. Yeah, I didn't play that. I did play that one. That one was actually really well done. It wasn't that long. It was just a downloadable title. Oh, okay. But, yeah, there's a lot of those games. But, um... That's one of the things, right? If if a game franchise pumps out too many too many games on its series, then it makes its uh, own releases like less valuable. Yeah. <clears throat> Call of Duty, but uh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Call of Duty, man. I've I I stopped playing that series at Modern Warfare Two. I I give. I have given every Call of Duty since Modern Warfare a shot, except for Ghosts. And I seem to have right, made the right choice on that one. So, yeah, I, I tried the single-player campaign to see what it's about. I tried some of the multiplayer. But like I said, man, I get 
I played too much FPS over the years already, and I I just it just bores me to tears. Like standard FPS like bores me to tears. That's why I've been so excited about Overwatch because it's like a new brand. Yeah, of uh, first-person shooter. This like team element and uh, the team element of Overwatch is so natural that even with pugs, it just happens. Like you just end up working together without even thinking about it, without without even communicating. It just happens. That was because yeah. that's the way the game is designed. That was the great thing about like I, I, I it was weird because I had to I, like I slept twelve hours that day uh-huh. and woke up at like four thirty in the morning and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, the Overwatch beta is downloaded. So I I started playing and I was like, let me give this Reinhardt guy a shot because you had suggested him. Yeah, and it was it was it was fantastic. I wasn't talking to anybody. And I, I put up my shield and immediately guys just started getting behind my shield and started shooting. I was like, this is so cool how like it's this weird like synergy. Everybody's like, okay, get behind him. You know, and it felt like I was actually helping my team and stuff. Right. And it was that was a great moment. And I was like, okay, this this is kind of brilliant. All right, we're we're good. So the the way they designed a lot of the UI stuff, it's a lot of little things, right? Yeah. But it adds up to be so much. Like the little little green dots that show exactly where your uh, characters are, like the silhouettes that shows how much HP your character, uh, your your teammates have, like where your like healers are located, so that you can like go to them if you need healing, and like where the objectives are, and like the route you can take for the shortest uh, direction to the objective. They're all built into the UI and the visual design of the game, yeah. And they don't even implicitly tell you what they are. But you see it once, and you're like, "Oh, that's what that is." Yeah, and it is. It just is. It's just. It's just been through so much testing and fine tuning already. Yeah, that it's just. It's just everything just flies, man. I, I love that game. I, I love the fact that it when you have everybody on your team has selected a character and it says, "Hey, assholes, you don't have any, you know, builders on your team or any yeah. healers. You might want to change that." I'm like, "Hey, why doesn't every game do this?" You yeah, know? seriously. <laughs> It's like, you know, even in like Dota 2 or even in Heroes of the Storm, which, holy shit, guys, when you do quick match in Heroes of the Storm, don't put all assassins on a team no, together. No, you, you need five tracers in the same team together, Drew. You just don't know, okay? <sighs> shit, it's, the, it's the hot news technology. You don't I, know the meta. I absolutely love Heroes of the Storm, but their matchmaking is fucking horrible. It is pretty terrible. It is so bad. Either that or, oh, we got three healers on our team. Well, guess nobody's doing any damage. So, you know, it's just so bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just matchmaking, I think, is the greatest hurdle for any multiplayer Anybody, game, anybody, man. yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. That's, yeah. And I got, like, Killer Instinct. I've, I've started getting into Killer Instinct a little bit and their matchmaking of just like, hey, let me put you against a guy who has won every match in the past 10 years. You know, I'm like, why and then, are you, and then, you me? and then you proceeded to give him his first loss, right? Yeah, yeah, for real. Drill. You Very know, impressive. you know what's funny is like there, there's different tiers for Killer Instinct. So, like, I'm in the bronze, right? And there's, like, four tiers for bronze. And uh, I was in the lowest tier. And they put me up against a fucking high-ranking silver player, and I fucking decimated him with Saber, oh, nice. Saber Wolf, and it dropped, it put me up to like two tiers higher in bronze, <laughs> and they put me against the gold. I went back down to where I fucking was. I was like, "What the fuck is? What is this game even <laughs> doing to me?" <laughs> this is so. You should have quit while you're ahead, man. Yeah, exactly. I should have <laughs> just stopped for the night. I, that's the best thing I'll ever do, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. It's I like Killer Instinct too, so you know. Fighting games, man. Did you uh, did you ever play the Guilty Gear X-Art games at all? I I have uh, Guilty Gear 
on the PS3, the 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 I guess the last one that they had. Guilty Gear? Are you talking about the plus plus R? It was the last. It was the last one that came out. I think the, the, the new one, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the one that you got on PS4 and I got on. PS4. Oh, okay. So you got you got Xrd on PS3. Yeah, I have that one. Uh, how'd you like that game? I played the tutorial, <laughs> and that was about it, dude. I can't play those games, dude. You should. Uh, I, I was about to say you should play the story mode, but you should have watched the story mode because <laughs> that's it's basically like a three-hour anime film. And it's, it's 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 out there. It's nutty, uh, and it's fun. Like little introductions to a lot of the characters, and sure, you're not gonna understand any of it for sure. Uh, even people that are following the series won't really understand what's going on because it's it's Arxis games, and they they don't make stories that make sense, man. Dude, I like I I can't I I just can't play those games. The the one Arxis game that I actually got even deeply into was Persona. Persona did a good job of um, being pretty accessible to new players with the whole auto combos and yeah. two-button DPs and stuff like that. I hope they make a new Persona fighting game with, with Persona 5 characters along with the other Persona characters. That'd be cool. I'm sure that would probably happen at one time or another. Uh, I hope so. But that I mean, that that, that pop- partnership between Atlas and Arxis was kind of like a freak accident anyway. It's like, it just kind of happened out of nowhere and people weren't expecting it. And then they just got the deal. It's like, okay, let's make it happen. And Arxis does make really good games. I'm curious. And then, well, I was about to say is that uh, the XR Revelator is going to come out soon. So um, that's that's a good fighting game. I think as far as anime fighting game goes, that's probably the game with the most polish. Mm-hmm. And then there's the new Blaze Blue game coming out called Central Fiction. Mm-hmm. Which should be the ending to the Blaze Blue Saga series, I okay. think. Like as far as the storyline goes. But I stop. I stopped playing the story mode side of it at uh, Chrono Phantasm, so I'm kind of lost. I got to get back to playing that. Do you but like prefer I said, which one? Do you prefer Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue? Uh, Blaze Blue probably because that's the game that I played the most on PS3. Uh huh. Because I played I played a decent amount of Guilty Gear on Dreamcast. I think it was regular X. It wasn't like XX or X slash, and I played a lot of that, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I especially love the fact that you can take that Dreamcast disc, put it in your CD player, and just listen to the soundtrack. Oh, God, these Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue soundtracks are so good. Yeah, Guilty Gear's always had a good soundtrack. I, I will give them that. Yeah, those uh, the guys that do the soundtrack for those games are fantastic. Yeah. But I, I, I started playing Blaze Blue and Climbing the Trigger when it first came out because that was basically the first first next-generation uh, 2D fighter with like high-fidelity sprites. Because before that, it was all like shit. Shit looked like they were still reusing sprites for Marvel vs. Capcom too. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> was didn't King of Fighters 12 come out before Blaze Blue? Oh, oh no, Climate Trigger was way old, dude. Like super old. Uh, let me let me actually look it up. BBCT. Or actually, I think it was King of Fighters 11 was the first one on the the PS4 or PS3 and Xbox. 360. The original, the original Blaze Blue Calamity Trigger came out in November 19, 2008, dude. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think was it which King of Fighters was it? I think it's King of Fighters 11 because I remember reviewing it. Uh, I think it's uh, 12. 11 was for PS2. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I was. Just, I just looked at it, and King of Fighters 12 came out in 
April 10th of 2009. Okay. So, yeah. so it was like about a year. Ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, that one, that one looked good, but Blaze was the first game to really do that high definition. Uh, and boy, am I, am I, I'm still bummed about the whole new King of Fighters game looking like 3D trash. But at least it'll have a lot of characters. So it's got a shit ton of characters. It looks fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really hoping the game itself is fun, um, and it'll make up for the the visuals being kind of like shitty. But I mean, King of Fighters, um, like twelve and on, they they had some of the finest sprites ever. They were gorgeous to oh, look at the way yeah, they dude, animated. King of Fighters thirteen blew my ass away when yeah. I first played it. These freaking amazing, amazing visuals. I understand that, dude. I yeah, sprites. Take a long time to uh, animate and <laughs> yeah. program and stuff, but still, it's worth it. It's like it, the uh, the the final efforts really show on the screen when you watch it. But regardless, like I said, it's the games, um, fighting games especially, are all about the mechanics and everything. So I hope I hope the big roster and the mechanics will make up for its visuals. When was the last time you played uh, Street Fighter Four, Five? Excuse me. Uh, last time I played with you, man. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh- what the fuck happened? What uh, happened with Capcom, man? Eh, well, you know, they started making money, and they're like, oh, we like making money. We should make all the money. And then they started doing a lot of uh, marketing decisions and people like that. So some of the people that are, in char- that are in charge with that company just started fucking up all over the place. Oh, yeah. It started around the time with the whole Mega Man fiasco. You know, where they just kind of dropped the ball. They're like, oh, Mega Man Legends 2, it's coming. You mean 3. Was it 3, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't played a single Mega Man Legends game yet. <laughs> I should eventually. I don't uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, Capcom, I, to me, I feel like they dropped the ball big time. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. As I've said before, and I'll say it, I said it in my review, Street Fighter Five plays fantastically. But, man... The gameplay that is really, really good is wrapped around a very bad package. Yep, very bad sixty dollar package. Yes. Oh my god! I, like I, that's the thing is like Street Fighter is my fighting game. You know that that's like it, guaranteed. I would be playing Street Fighter. You know, like I, I put over four hundred hours in Street Fighter Four. Right. And I mean, I was like, I, I was fucking nuts about that game. And, and, you know, I, I don't know, like, I just, like, I, you couldn't bother me to even try and play Street Fighter V now, which is sad because I was like, this is like my fighting game. And now I'm, I'm kind of like homeless without a home. Well, you, you have your foster parents home, which is killer instinct for now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can go back to that. I, I mean, I have fun with killer instinct. That's the thing is it, it's actually, you know what you should do? What? You should, you should download it on the windows. I could if I wanted to. Well, why don't you do that? Because you could play with me and we could have some fun. Because I'm already juggling like five different fighting games, kind of. Because I, I, I'm going to play the new Blaze Blue when it comes out. I'm going to play the new Guilty Gear when it comes out. I want to play the new King of Fighter game when it comes out. <laughs> where, Where is that in, in like room for like any other fighting games? You know, it's just like too many to juggle. Well, it, it's free. So you have nothing. You have nothing to lose. Plus, you only have other one. Other than my time. Drew. Plus, you'll only have one character to play as, so it's not much you can do. Oh, that's that's even worse of a deal than I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, see, they only do a free rotation of one character. If you don't, Terrible. unless you buy, you know, a season, one of the seasons. 
Even even fucking Heroes of the Storm gives you like six heroes that rotate. Come on. Well, that's guys. Tr- come that, on. I, I mean, come on. It's a MOBA. You you have to do it that way. A fighting game, you just be like, okay, well, you're gonna learn fucking Jago this week, and next week you're gonna learn TJ Combo. You know, it's <laughs> that's a, that's a little cheap, man. That's that's what I'll say. That's one one character rotation. I thought. I mean, even Dead or Alive, the free version of that has like what like six seven characters unlocked. Now that's a fighting game. Uh, from the very beginning, so I think, I think that's a little cheap. You just convinced me not to download the free to play one. Oh my god! Realized. I'm not, I don't I don't care, man. There's like such a little chance that I would like the one character that's available to play. Because, dude, I, whenever you get a fighting game, you're like, oh, I gotta let's look at the roster. I'm gonna try out a bunch of characters and see which one I like. Do you know how many characters I went through in Guilty Gear Xrd to see which character I liked? The entire roster, man. <laughs> I played every single character until I finally landed on the last character I tried, which happened to be the final character. And then I like that character. And that character is my main now. That's like, I can't I can't play a game one day when you give me one character to play with. That's screwed. Wow. Screw that shit. You're dead to me, kill- Killer Instinct. You just screwed up. Well, I guess I will be the king of Killer Instinct for now. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad you and Ken are enjoying it at least though. Well, yeah, it's 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 a it's actually a really good fighting game that unfortunately not that many people play. Yeah, it does get. Uh, I tried to watch some of the matches like during the big stages, like the tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's kind of boring to watch. Is it though? Yeah. You kind of need to know the mechanics, though. I kind of, I, I, I guess some of the mechanics, as far as like how the combos and combo breakers work. Yeah. But there, yeah, there's like a lot of mind games to it. But when I see like the the movement of the characters and how they set up for offense, I don't know. It's just uh, it doesn't appeal to me too much. I enjoy the Super Nintendo Killer Instinct, but that's basically it. I haven't been too hot on that series in a long time. I feel the same way about Mortal Kombat. I know the mechanics for that game. But I don't have too much fun watching it. It's not uh it's not my game. Good thing Ken's not here. <laughs> oh, dude, Mortal Kombat's not my game either. Like I, I enjoy watching it and mm-hmm. I enjoy playing it to see all the fatalities, but then I'm kind of done. I'll YouTube the fatalities and oh, good, that was a good Mortal Kombat game. Next one. Yep. I just I, I can't play those games. And dude, the Mortal the, the Mortal Kombat games are gotten too crazy with the fatalities. I'm not saying they should censor themselves, but I'm I'm saying. They're just out of ideas at this point of what to do next. How can be how can be even more disgusting? How can be more grotesque? I think they're done. They just huh. used it all already. It's done, Joe. <laughs> so the next game that comes out, good luck topping that shit. It's like the Saints Row Four aspect of it. Yeah. Oh, you gave them superpowers. What the hell are you gonna do in the next one? They don't know. <laughs> okay, they're confused. They have no idea where they're gonna go. They dug a hole so deep. That they say, fuck it, we're just digging all the way to China. But now that they're in China, they have no way to get back. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah, that's true. Nice. But yeah. Well. Oh, so let's 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 step away from games for a second. Civil War came came out, right? Today? Uh yeah, it's out today. Oh man, I'm gonna go see that this weekend. How about yeah. you? Uh probably not this weekend. In fact it'll probably be a a week or two. Week or two, huh? Yeah, it's gonna be tough dodging all those spoilers, dude. I I knew what happened in Star Wars whenever I saw it, so whatever. 
Well, that's your fault for watching it like two months after the movie came out, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I kind of knew a lot about, you know, uh, Batman Superman, and I watched it the the week after it came out. Mm. I uh, I tend to mute or unfollow people immediately if they start playing down spoilers for anything that I watch. Mm-hmm. So I I keep my I keep my timeline and basically my social feed relatively clear of uh, spoilers. I think that's fairly respectable. Um, I but think, I'm, I'm uh, really excited for it, for Civil War. I I mean, I've I've watched all the Marvel movies, well, with a, with a few exceptions. I never saw Thor 2. Yeah, you didn't miss out on much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't see Iron Man 3. Also didn't miss out on much. I'm not saying they're terrible movies. They're just yeah. not that great. Yeah. They're, just like, they're just like okay movies. They're fun. I feel like I could have fucking skipped uh, Age of Ultron, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean that was a spectacle. You know, yeah, I mean, I, the like, crazy action. Yeah, I was just like, man, I just uh, there's a lot going on at the same time. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I was just like, Whoa. basically, yeah, all the all the character development and all that stuff seemed uh, fairly shoehorned in. And and uh, do you are you the one that hates Hawkeye or was that Ken? That's Ken. Okay. Ken Ken he doesn't hates. like Jeremy Renner. Why? He's not bad. He doesn't like him. Mm. I guess he didn't like that. Born movie either. No, oh, no, he hated it. <laughs> there's a there's a new one with Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt, Matt Damon's back in it. So I I did enjoy the first Born and the third one. So I've only seen the first one. Um, the second one's kind of skippable as far as enjoyment level goes, but the third one was good. Yeah, I thought the series was over. I don't know why they decided to continue it, but sure. Yeah, it's a franchise. They need to make more money. I honestly didn't even know that Jeremy Renner was in a Jason or not Jason a Bourne movie. The, the you know, I thought I thought it was done after three two. I, yeah. I, I didn't even know they had made another one. Uh, it's, it's hard to like not see like trailers and stuff like that posted everywhere. I I mean I I'm I'm pr- apparently really good at. It. I don't have television. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't have. TV. Don't you like just like randomly go into YouTube and see like what's popping, you know what's popular, what's what's being viewed a lot? It's like on your timeline thingy. <sighs> Not really. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. I, like I just I kind of just don't pay attention anymore. And those people that's been telling me like, oh, this is coming out. I'm like, I didn't even know that. But um, speaking of Batman versus Superman, I saw that recently too. That movie was bad. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I liked it. What did you like about it? I thought there was a lot of redeeming qualities to it. Like I think, I mean, yeah, there was there was some issues here and there, but there was some great moments in it. I think Ben Affleck as Batman is fantastic. Uh, I think he nailed it. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't buy it. As as I was watching the movie, I didn't see Batman. I just saw Ben Affleck. Maybe because it's not a thing because I saw him in the, that movie that came out that he won the was it like Oscar for or something like that, the one where where he like brings people back to America that was like oh um, Argo yeah Argo. Argo yeah Argo was a great movie he directed it he started it he, his acting was uh, awesome his uh, his directing of the movie was great um, but in this movie like I can't. I can't like shake that feeling, like the way he acts, the way his voice, his lines. I don't, I don't think his acting was very good. I never really liked the Superman guy from the very beginning. 
um, the whole like dark, dark side of it. And then what the what the fuck, man? How many people did Batman kill in that movie? Like 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 couple of dozen. Just like blowing them up with his freaking Batmobile. Like, yeah. Or the airplane and shit. What happened to Batman doesn't kill? What is that? It's like that's like his thing. Mm. That's like the whole, that's like the crux of his entire character and personality. That is what's been built up for him from the comics and every single time that you see him kill it's like a big thing where he has to like sacrifice everything he believes in. Uh, you know, and they, they just throw it all away. It feels like they're kind of like spitting on this legacy that's been built up. And I, I, I can, I can respect the idea that they want to build something new, but they're clearly not building anything new because they're rehashing the whole, you know, the, the, you know, the event that happened at the end of the movie, and then you know what's eventually gonna follow. Because I don't want to spoil everything, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're already rehashing a storyline. A very popular, already you know reiterated upon many a times in comic books, and it's not even that fresh. And at the same time, it felt like the movie was more interested in setting up for Justice League than it was actually making itself more enjoyable to the viewers. Like my favorite scenes and scenes in that movie was where they showed you the preview of the people that might be in Justice League. Right. That's it. That's like that's like the only part of that movie I liked. And then the rest of the three hours, I was like, uh, uh, and then the whole Lex Luthor. I'm Lex like, Luthor was horrible. Like that, that, like, that, that right there was just bad. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, fucking stupid. Set up for sequels. Make your own first goddamn movie good in the first place and then set up for a sequel. Jesus Christ. Makes me sick. But Make that, a good movie first and then worry about your franchise. But that little cameo there, man. That one, the, well, the the one in the what looked like a dream sequence. Yeah, that, I also thought that was stupid. That I love that. A, what a stupid way! What a okay. I won't. I won't say stupid. What a cheap way to set up for narrative sake. It wasn't just one dream sequence. They had to do multiple. And that, that's yeah. That was that's true. That's why it was so fucking confusing. But when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I know what that is, and I know what like. I hope they come back to that, you know. I like the potential for for stuff in that. I thought it was great. I am uncaring of potential. What I want to see is results of what they did on the screen of the movie that I'm watching, not what they're promising in the future. And what I got was a half big movie with a poor script, mediocre action. Actually, I would fucking that. That CG ass character at the end that just whatever dude, and and the whole part man I was watching there's like so many like little little tidbits of things that I didn't like about it it just added up to like a mountain and I, and and then when I finished watching that I don't even care about Justice League movie anymore and that sucks dude I fucking love the DC universe I, I love the animated movies I love the animated shows. Some of my some of my favorite ever. I, I I come away walking away from that movie, which is supposed to set the stage for all these great things to come. And I think like I'm no longer excited for any of it, and that's that really bums me out. Fucking sucks. To each their own. I really enjoyed that movie. <sighs> yeah, but more movies coming out. Um, did you see some of the stuff with Doctor Strange? I I saw the trailer for Doctor Strange. I have no idea. I I don't even know. I don't know anything of Doctor Strange. 
I only know one fact about Doctor Strange, and that's it. But um, people are, you know, obviously saying stuff about the casting, about yeah, whitewashing and stuff like that. Or whitewashing stuff. Yeah, well, you know the 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 actress that plays like uh, Doctor Strange's master or whatever in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like this, like Tibetan woman or something like that. They cast as some like British chick or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's 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 besides the point. I don't particularly care too much about that. I think as far as like whitewashing and all that Hollywood drama goes, it does exist. It's a thing. But um, you know what are you gonna what are you gonna do about it as far as a viewership goes? Just boycott all the movies, I guess. Is that is that the is that the answer? I guess. Eh, I don't know. I don't care about that Ghost in the Shell crap either. <laughs> do you like Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, I um I I I, I liked the first movie. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I enjoyed it, and it certainly has a place in the history of anime. Um, I enjoyed the standalone complex, which was the. The first and second season of the anime series that they made, yeah, uh, quite a quite a lot of philosophical like moments, and that was uh, really well directed. It got it got kind of confusing, but if you understood and if you really thought about it, it's actually well done. But um, Scarlett Johansson, Major Kusaragi, sure, why not? Give her give her a try. I don't I don't really care. Um, but people are already writing that off because of the the actors that they they put in. And I kind of understand both sides, you know. You're, yeah. you're you're a Hollywood director. You wanna you wanna make money on your film when, you know, you have a lot of people to your, that you're answering to. You can't just go with your director's vision. That's not unless you're like the biggest names of Hollywood. We're talking like Spielberg. Uh, I guess I guess some other people could be uh, added to that list now too. Like you think uh, Abrams can get away with everything he wants now? Uh, that he's done Star Wars. He, I, he probably. Yeah, who's that guy that does the Inception and uh, other stuff? Oh, that's um, fuck. If you hadn't said it, I would have known. <laughs> um, he, he, oh god, he did you know, Dark, Dark Knight and shit. Um, yes, he did. What's his name, Drew? I don't I know. know. It's in there. I know it, it's in that brain. Everybody else is yelling it. That's listening to this right now. Um, like, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. You can do it. You can do it, Drew. I believe in you. Oh, Christopher Nolan. There you go. There we go. Jesus. Did you have to look it up. No, no. I, I finally just popped. I was like, it starts with a C. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no one has a pedigree to do whatever he wants at this point, too. Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of people, like the elite of the elite, can cast whoever they want for the movies they they want to do because they have that prestige. They have that uh, name recognition. Just as a director themselves to bring in the the revenue. But for people who are not like that, they really need someone that's recognizable as the head uh, actress or actor. You know? who, who is directing Ghost in the Show? I have no idea. I don't so, either. You know, yeah. Just proof point. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, that's the thing. Is like, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't even know they were making a live action Ghost in the Show until everybody started talking about Scarlett Johansson was going to be – a white actress was going to be playing a Japanese character. Technically, the the character is like an android, so she can be whatever gender and whatever person she wants to be. This is true. She's like swap characters and like ethnicities multiple times in, in like the the fiction. So yeah, yes. who cares? But yeah, I mean, like I was saying, it's something that does exist. 
But it's a difficult problem because the availability of actors and actresses and also the whole maintaining your bottom line, you know, trying to get people into movie theaters. It's it's a lot to take into consideration. Would you would you tell someone to do the right thing and just go bankrupt and make a failure that's, you know, doomed from the get go? That's 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 like a terrible thing to do do to someone. Right. You wouldn't do that. Uh, You you tell them to get a chance, have a have an idea on success and then go for it. But I think people don't care about that. They think their political correctness overrides everything else, including other people's jobs and success, which is really selfish of them. Man, dude, you are riding a fine line. What? It's just you. <laughs> the things you're saying. I'm 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 a minority, so I can say whatever the hell I Th- want. This is true. I mean, you're allowed yeah. to say whatever you want. I I I need to keep my mouth shut. I, <laughs> I be no, the, Drew. This this whole time. <laughs> I've been saying these things so that you would agree with me, and then I would call you a racist. Yeah, this, this is this has all been an elaborate trap. Don't worry, to a sense of security. Don't worry, I've been on the internet long enough to know I should keep my mouth shut during these type of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> no, but don't you agree with the things that I've said, Drew? Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Well, I'm offended that you don't take into consideration the opinion of a minority as such as myself. Yeah. So that's very offensive to me. So I, I hope that I will get a written apology from you and uh, perhaps some kind of compensation for my emotional trauma that uh, you placed upon me. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah, sure. Your tricks in the mail, man. Thanks, man. I, I, I need those e-bucks as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, man. I hadn't heard of call it e-bucks in a long time yeah it's just that's that's always stuck with me because i think people think about i guess notoriety and fame and stuff like that on the internet and take it way too seriously yeah and they're like ah, oh, it's, it's like that episode of fucking south park when they when they get all those youtube sensations in that room yeah and it's like oh i am worth this much I'm worth I my video chocolate rain has seen over a hundred million times. And it's like, but what does that really get you though? <laughs> I don't people will do the dumbest things for like five, ten minutes of notoriety on the internet or on TV or anything. When uh you've been to like sporting events and stuff like that, right, Drew? Yeah. Let's say the Jumbotron is focused upon you and your friends. Right. What do you do? We'd probably smile and wave. So you don't get up to see it and go, Hey, hey, I'm on, I'm on the temperature. Hey. And then just like wave your arms around like a total idiot. No, because I'm not a total idiot. I just, in fact, most of it would probably be me staring at me on the jumbotron and not even paying attention to what I was supposed to be doing. It'd probably just be me with a big smile on my face saying, hey, look, I'm on the Jumbotron. And then it, cl- it cuts to somebody else. <laughs> well, you're, you're clearly in the minority then. Yeah. Oh, man, you've seen the things. People do anything for attention. Yeah. Fucking bonkers. Dude, like, we can go down a whole rabbit hole of talking about streamers. Like, mm. just, just look, oh my God, just looking at that stuff nowadays. Like, like, there's people I follow on Twitter who I didn't even know were streamers, but every day it's like, it's a picture of them with the headset on, and they're in front of a background of a video game, and they're like, come joining me in the chat! And, like, I, then I start looking these people up, and I'm like, wow, these people actually, I mean, th- this is their job. They, they like, they, they do this, they attempt to do this for a living. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I hear, here, here's a little backstory about me. Um, and I don't want to push it off as like, <laughs> look at me. I'm, I'm, I, I've been doing this way before you guys have, but hey, look at me. I've been doing this way before you guys have. Right. Um, I started, like, me and my old roommates and friends used to stream on Twitch. It wasn't even Twitch. It was Justin TV back then. Um, back in 2008 or right. 2007 or 2008, where it was expensive as shit to do it. Nothing expensive, expensive house though. Like getting fucking capture stuff. Uh. And and trying to get everything set up properly. You know what we did? We used what they call a dazzle. You ever heard of the dazzle? Yeah, it's like a capture device, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a piece of shit capture device that only outputs, you know, red, yellow, and white. You know, <laughs> it's four eighty i baby. It's fucking horrible. And we used that. To, to stream PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 games. For our microphone, we used a PlayStation Eye camera that, and used the microphone and set it next to us. Um, and we did, uh, for years, this thing called, we called it Rage Quit Radio was the name of it. And um, we streamed us playing games. We did it every Monday, every Friday, and every Saturday. And it was just, and we had a decent little following. It wasn't much. Um, but you know, it, we had it, we we did it for fun, you know. Right. It never occurred to us that we would make money off of this, you know. And then there's people, and then like there was a story last year of a guy who was like he was like a big Twitch streamer, who who made the statement that people who quote unquote lurk in their chat room and don't make donations is essentially stealing <laughs> from them. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking busker playing. You know, drums on the corner of a fucking street, and you're saying that people are stealing your content because they're sitting there watching you stream to a live audience. That is, um, I've actually never heard any streamer say that before, so that is shocking to me. Well, that guy is clearly well over his head. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it was apparently on NeoGaf and shit. Okay, like I don't know, I don't go to NeoGaf. Um, and I, like when I heard that, I was like, then I started looking the stuff up. And seeing like, because you know, we we all knew PewDiePie and made a shit ton of money off of YouTube videos, which I get it. You can get revenue off of that. People who stream are relying on people to give them money. Uh, their subscriptions and donations, yeah, yeah, and that that blows my fucking mind that people will pay people lavish amounts of money mm-hmm. to play a video game. Does it though? It blows my yeah. I mean, to me, like, because back in two thousand eight and two thousand, mm-hmm. you know, six and seven and shit like that, when we first started doing this shit, it never occurred to us that people would pay us to do that shit. We just did it because hey, it's fun and we like talking to people online, and they thought we were kind of funny sometimes, right? You know, and uh, it was just like, dude, you know, fuck you, <laughs> you know, it's just like. <laughs> You 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 expect people to pay for stuff that we used to do back in the day for fun? Well, I I know where you're coming from because you you come from the age where basically it was unheard of. You know, there was no precedence for such a thing no. for people getting paid to stream and stuff like that. But now that 
the internet has become what it is, you know, this this Goliath and entertainment basically over over overshadowing everything else in between movies, televisions and everything, you know. Because of that, every Twitch channel is kind of like a channel unto themselves, essentially. Yeah. And because of that, people think of it kind of like a channel subscription. And the thing about like the the fact that people get paid and people donate money for this kind of stuff doesn't really surprise me too much because I I don't think I I started becoming introduced to the idea of streaming around the time when it was be- it was like reasonable for people to donate and get money so I you know, I wasn't I wasn't into it uh, way back when like you were you know yeah but what surprises me as far as streaming and the things like that goes is that the people that hang out at the comments, right? And we're talking like uh, of, of a streamer that's gotten like 10,000 viewers and stuff like that. And it's just like an avalanche of text. And people are talking to each other and commenting to some degree, but not really. It becomes like a collective of of like of like people of like one specific topic or whatever and all they do is just regularly just type in memes um just basically spam repeatedly the same thing over and over again just to get the like the streamer to like look their way for half a second so that maybe they can have their message read or like troll the streamers or troll the stream chat and stuff like that and they do that they sit there literally for hours watching their streamer and just typing and like posting stuff on it. And that is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the society that we live in now. How do you garner any kind of entertainment from reading a stream chat? That is just nonsense. Kappa, 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 you know, and just like racial slurs and shit like that. That's just, that's just getting instantly deleted by bots and random ass shit. I think, it's when you have like a smaller, a smaller stream of maybe like a hundred, maybe two hundred, and it's a lot more intimate, and uh, you can actually read every comment that's going on, and people aren't just complete jackasses. Then you can people can actually show you know what they're talking about, and you can actually have a conversation. But when it starts getting too big, it doesn't make any sense. There's I, no I know, point to it. Yeah, I I know there is some things like slow mode, so that only subscribers can. Um, you know, like type in stuff, or you can make it so that you know a person can only type like one thing, but it still goes too fast. It doesn't, man. It's, it's it's I don't get it. How do you have fun just sitting in in a in a stream chat like that? Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know. I don't know either. Like that's the thing is like if it's somebody I know, like mm-hmm. if it was you or if it was Ken or you know somebody I know from Twitter that I talked to like a lot. I'd watch their stream, but I'm not going to watch just some random person stream a video game. Uh, that, like, I, I find that like, why? why, why not just play it? Uh, to me, like a lot of that, like I watch the the only stream that I watch sometimes is something like speed running. Which to me is like a well, yeah. spectacle. Yeah, yeah, well, like yeah spectacle. I mean, that, that's like an event. Like, yeah, yeah it is. I, right? Of course, yeah. I, I'm watching Evo every year. I watch Evo every yeah, year. Evo, I watch, I watch uh, like awesome SGDQ. games. Yeah, SDQ. Yeah. I watch those every fucking year because I mean, it's like it's like watching. Here's, you know, the Oscars, you know, I mean, it's, it's like this big thing. I don't give a fuck about these people, but I like to see what's happening, you know? And I mean, that, that's totally fine. But to watch some random guy on a Tuesday night stream League of Legends for eight hours, 
Like what? what? You know, I'm I'm just like, a this guy's not funny. B he's actually not that good at League of Legends, and you know, C like what are we even doing? But yet he's making fucking bank off this stuff. Uh, the the only times I'll watch like streams for stream sake that's not like an event like you know GDQ Evo and all that jazz tournaments is um like I watch like really like top tier professional players play. Yeah. Like I I watch uh, like. Like some of the best Hearthstone players stream sometimes, and what I get from that is like, like you actually learn a lot just by yeah. watching like Hearthstone games. You see kind of the deck that you're playing, and that's that's neat to me. But I have no tolerance for anyone that's not like the top of their levels. Like I get infuriated watching other people play. That <laughs> if I if I even get the hint that I can play just as well as them or better. Then it will piss me off. I'll just, I'll just like, I can't watch this shit. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I watch like my friends play, yeah, because you know your friends, you know. Yeah. But like, like strangers, fuck that. Yeah. I was watching someone like, oh wow, look at all these people streaming Overwatch, right? And I was like, oh, maybe there's some really high level players playing. Maybe I can get some strategy to see how they're playing and doing all that jazz. And I turn on, I kind of scroll through the the Overwatch stream, and they're all bad. Like, they're all, like, mediocre to bad. And then I'm like, oh, God, I can't can't watch it. It's fucking terrible. It infuriates me. I can't do it. It's like watching me stream Overwatch. Well, I wouldn't wouldn't watch you stream. I'd be playing with you. (laughs) (laughs) You can watch me firsthand suck. (laughs) That's right. That's right, man. At least we're always going to be in the the same team. Have you gotten uh, a play of the game yet, Drew? I have. Actually, have. I, I got one um, with uh, with um, oh god, McCready or is it McCready? McCree. Yeah, McCree. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like I hit four guys with his 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 ultimate. Oh, how satisfying! It's just that? it's just instant, da 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 da, and that's it. And yeah. I was like, yep, that's play of the game right there. <sighs> that's Red Dead Redemption right there, man. It's fucking cheap, is what it is. That, that I mean, that that move is cheap as shit. <laughs> you, you think you think it's cheap until you play against good people, and you're like, fuck, I can never get it off. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true because everybody's yeah. dashing around and shit, dashing it off, and then you get headshotted from like ten miles away while you're like queuing it up, and yeah. But every yeah, that's why that game is so well balanced, you know, because. Things look overpowered. Like the first time you play like Bastion, and then you just like mow down like six people at once while they're just like coming at you at a line like assholes. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, this series is unstoppable. And then you play against like someone that's half decent, and they just like sneak up behind you, and you just die instantaneously. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess, I guess there's some kind of balance involved. But uh, yeah, look, I'm gonna gonna play some more Overwatch later tonight. <laughs> oh, there you go. But um, but yeah, I don't know. As far as the Twitch stuff goes, I mean, like that's a whole new generation. Like I am, I may, may, maybe I am an old man. You know that, that no may be man. Old, but... The only only way you become an old man is to admit that you become an old man. Wow. You have to you have to live young. You have to feel it. It's it. and then just like uh, Principal Skinner said, it's not the kids. It's not that you are wrong. It's the kids who are wrong. Yeah, okay? that's true. Yeah, that's right. I you know it was funny because I was um. I was at a family reunion, right? And um one of my younger cousins was there who's like a probably 16 year old something like that. Mm-hmm. And um my my mom, she was like, "Why don't you go talk to talk to your uh, your cousin over there for a little while?" And I was like, "Ask him about football, stuff like that." Cuz you know, I used to play football. Mm-hmm. And um 
I walked over there and we started talking a little bit and stuff. And he knows I play video games, so we talked a little bit about video games and stuff. And um, he asked me this question, which then it, it struck me, Drew. Unfortunately, you are getting a little old. Okay. Uh, that question was, who's your favorite Vine con- like person? Yeah. And I was like, my favorite Vine person? And he's like, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, who's your favorite person that makes Vines? I'm like, I didn't know that there was like, – I know what Vines are, but I didn't know mm-hmm. I didn't know people like had their favorite person who made Vines. I was like, that, that's just like you, you're making a five-second video, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was when I was like, okay, I'm out of the loop officially. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean a lot of the things that people are into as far as entertainment goes. And we, I, I, t- I actually had a conversation of, with my friend the other day with how there are a crazy amount of like YouTube channels and like streams based on playing with toys. Have you have you seen this shit? All right, describe play. What do you mean playing with toys? Like like literally like unboxing like a bunch of different little toys. I mean, I've I've seen okay, just playing with them like like action figures and shit. Well, like it could be like little like little race cars and action figures and stuff like that, and it's super popular. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, like uh, unboxing videos. I've seen plenty of those, and I'm just like, <laughs> why? Why are we doing this, guys? <laughs> you know, I I don't know. It, that's dumb. It's just like I I understand the appeal of let's plays. Okay, I've seen my fair share, um, and uh, some people that do let's plays well are very entertaining, actually. Yeah. and it depends very uh, varyingly. To the games that they're playing, you know. Yeah. If they're playing a really boring game, then the let's play obviously suffers. If the individual playing the game isn't an, an, a good entertainer, then it obviously suffers. But um, there seems to just be like too much of it in general. Oh yeah, everybody. Everyone, everyone wants to do it, and everyone thinks it's a thing. Like I, for one, know that I'm not a let's player because I know I don't like to talk while I'm playing games. Yeah, it, that that's the that's the bad thing about it is like even whenever I stream like every once in a while I'll be like, "Eh, I'm going to stream this game. Why not?" Yeah, you know, like I did all of Evil Within and like there was plenty of times where you could just hear me just, you know, clicking buttons or you know, like grunting and shit like that cuz I'm just like yeah, cuz I don't talk. I, I I watched you play a couple of times. I hopped in just to call you bad at the game and get good and all that jazz. I wanted to have you feel at home in Twitch chat, you know? Exactly. Yeah, get get you get you involved in it. Yeah, and I was just, you know, I mean, but back in the day, we used to joke around and stuff. It was a lot like, I mean, you know, I I don't promote a lot of people on here, but I mean, I I do watch a lot of game grumps because I think those guys are funny. Like the two. Men- I, I I wish their video was one video wasn't stupid ten minutes though. They cut up their videos too short, in my opinion. Nah, sometimes. Um, it annoys me. But I I like the the two main guys. I've been following Eagle Raptor for fucking years, like since. Like- oh, did you did you ever see Eagle Raptor in that uh, Sony promotional thing where um that real life bullshit was that it, he went to? Was it the tester? Yeah, yeah, tester. tester. Yeah, I saw him in the tester. Yeah. <laughs> And he, I like, but uh, the, the thing is, is like the judges were questioning, are you doing this because you want to be a PlayStation tester or are you doing this so you can just promote yourself? And he was like, <laughs> I think I just got to promote myself. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, you honestly, we'll, we'll get you nowhere in that industry. But how stupid was that show? <laughs> that was, it ran two seasons. 
And well, I, I, my I, dream I, job is to become a game tester. Well, I mean, there's there's a guy. One of the guys that won it is now a PR person for somebody. It's not even a great job. We've dealt with PR people. That's not a good job. But Uh, I I don't know. And whatever. I mean, that's it's all an advertisement. That's the thing. Everything's fucking advertisements, you know. And just I don't know. Whatever. Like I don't pay attention to half that stuff. But um, but yeah. No, I I mean, I've I've always fumbled around with the whole let's do a let's play kind of thing, which we tried a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Like me and Kim played through all of um, Sacred Three together. And put it on the website, and I think each video has maybe four views. Uh yeah. It's you got you need to get some kind of like following, and then that's that's the thing is how the fuck do you even do that nowadays? You have to the the only way to do that actually is to do it with the most super popular game of the type. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the the new hotness, and then you need to get there. Try to get there before everyone else. Exactly. And then you'll get the hits. And then you'll yeah. get the subscriptions. Yeah, fuck that rat race, man. That's, that's, no, no, we're, not, we're not in there. No, that's, 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 that's a job. And yeah. like, I, I do this stuff for fun and to want to just interact with people. That's why I do the podcast. The podcast is easy. I record it. I put a little bit of music in front of it. And that's about it. You know, I mean, and I, and I talk and just speak my mind and, and just have fun with whoever's on the show with me. And if somebody want to interact with me by sending me an email or tweet to me, Hey, you know what? We're going to have some good conversations. Yeah. And, and that's all I want. Yeah. It, that, I mean, I, I'm not looking for fucking fame. Or anything like that, you know. Even though yeah. I did get it, because I am internet famous, as everybody knows. Of course, everyone knows. There, were, there's you, and then there's PewDiePie. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it is. I'm overtaking him this year. It's yeah. uh, it's it's, it's going to happen. It's like a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, that guy got so big so fast. That guy got so big so fast. And I mean, I, like whatever, good on him, man. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I do not like his content. Um, I like before he got like a million subscribers. Like when he was early on. This was like the early days of like let's plays on te- on uh, on the internet. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. And then he was kind of screaming too much. Yeah. And they kind of kind of obnoxious. I unsubscribed. And that's around the time where he really took off. I was like, eh, okay, sure. And then he just he's like a YouTube god or something like that now. But to to me, it doesn't it doesn't like bother me that much because obviously there there's a following. People enjoy it. But what it comes down to is that I don't like the idea of people trying to see this guy and saying like well this guy is so famous for doing this so i should do the same thing yeah i don't i don't want the i don't want the 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 shift the momentum of progress to be shifted in this direction because of the most popular person like him like markiplier all that guys i mean the more all, all, all the power to them but i feel like they have their own little brand of things and when people try to replicate certain things it just doesn't work out and besides not not, not my particular taste anyway yeah, uh, I feel that way the same way about Twitch people too, like League of Legends and all those people that are really popular. There's really some toxic elements to those kind of communities too. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like I've never really got into League of Legends because every match I've ever did, people are telling me that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I don't because I'm fucking new at this game. So why don't you give me a fucking second? Oh, I guess you didn't hear any of that in Overwatch, did you, buddy? No, actually. Oh, no, you didn't. Because, you know... Oh, I heard it from you. Did I? <laughs> I think I think there was a couple of times you were like, "What?" You, you, you were talking about just our team, not at me. Oh yeah, you were like, I like oh, fuck? fuck, we're pathetic." Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" <laughs> and like, and even I said that one time because I was like, "What was it?" Uh, 
I said, why don't you just call me Lone Wolf McCree? Because where the fuck are my teammates? <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> that was actually funny. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You know? And I was like, oh, you, we moved back to the other uh, capture yeah, you're, point. You're I'm like, like wait, way up in the back. You're like, where's everybody? Yeah, because I was like, well, we still haven't lost this one yet. <laughs> yeah, we're we're at the choke point, like taking taking some defense and stuff like that. But, yeah, but the other some sim games are just more catered towards toxic players than others. I think. That, yeah, that's true. I mean, mobas are bad with it. You know, if you notice with Overwatch, the way the the layout works is that you don't have like the kill death ratio that's visible to everyone. Yeah, they don't show shit. Yeah, they they show it to yourself as far as like eliminations and deaths and all that stuff goes, just so that you can gauge your own progress. Yeah, but uh, you don't know when one person is just basically kind of um, like on on paper, you know, they're just kind of getting their shit wrecked. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is that let's say I'm playing a healer, right, and I have zero kills. And four deaths. Yeah, you're gonna look at those numbers and you're gonna be like, "Oh fuck, this guy is this guy is sucks. You know, this guy sucks." Meanwhile, you know, you're you're doing all the healing, you're keeping people alive, and all that jazz. There's a lot of intangible items and like stats that that go into like what it what it means to be a good team player. And I think that's what Overwatch tries to do with the whole uh, stats and things that they do. That's that's why you have the on fire thing. To let your team know and let the other team know who's be, being the most valuable player on that yeah. particular team is. So it's it's got a lot of little things under the hood that's going for it. And I like that, man, because I come from the Counter-Strike days. Damn where kill-death ratio, oh, God, it, it haunted people's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like you have one of those games where you're like 0-12 and the people are like disgusted with you and competitive play. Yeah, like ah oh, man, I I got nothing to say for me. You just have off days sometimes, or yeah. you know, some things go wrong, and then you just feel bad, and then it doesn't doesn't help you improve. That's true. I mean, hell, I used to chase that time back when I played Call of Duty too. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I look at the leaderboards every single day, and I'm like, okay, got to move up some, you know. And I'd play well until like fucking midnight, and I'm like, well, I'm not even having fun. I'm just playing, just to play. Oh, did I hear this right? Um, for Call of Duty, you have to pre-order and buy this big version of Infinity in order to get the remastered version of Modern Warfare. Really? Yeah, I hear it's not a standalone game you can actually buy. Really? Yeah, I think it comes in like the $100 version of Infinity. <laughs> fuck you! Activision, what the fuck? I mean, that's... I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I, I heard some outrage about it, so I think that's what I heard. That's so fucking stupid. Because, I guess because they know that the fucking... That, you know, $20 downloadable game would probably sell more than fucking Infin- Infinite War or whatever. It, it really might. Because how popular Modern Warfare 1 was. Yeah, I mean, that was the game. That was the shit. You know? that yeah. to, to me, that was the peak. Um... Uh... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I I I skipped World at War because fuck World War Two, and then I I got Modern Warfare Two, and I was like, this is the same game, and I stopped playing. So I mean, like Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four and Call of Duty Two were like my fucking jams. Call of Duty Two was like every fucking night. You know, I was the top top one hundred, top fifty players at one time on Xbox Live. With that shit, I mean, I was fucking obsessed with that game. How many times did you prestige? They didn't have prestige in um, Call of Duty 2. Oh, oh, right, right, right. That came with Modern Warfare as well, right? Uh, Modern Warfare, yeah. Modern Warfare yeah, yeah. was the first time they had prestiges. I think I prestige at least probably 
Ten times? Ten times? Yeah. Dude, I think I prestiged twice in Modern Warfare, and I think I did it too many times. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I played a lot of Modern Warfare. <laughs> like, as much as Street Fighter, probably. Okay. Uh, let me too. Just I don't like I don't like giving bad information to people, you know, because sometimes people listen to podcasts for their news information. Right. So they say that Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remaster will be included with the Legacy and Digital Deluxe Edition of the Call of Duty Infinity Wars, which starts at seventy nine ninety nine. So it's eighty dollars. Okay. Uh, and then the remaster will include both the full campaign from the original game, ten maps on which you'll be able to play the game's multiplayer. <laughs> Uh, so it doesn't actually include all the DLC, right? From Modern Warfare, which is a game that came out how long ago? Uh, two thousand eight. Yeah. Or two thousand seven, actually. How? Yes. Why wouldn't they just put in everything from Modern Warfare into the disc at that point? So they can sell it to you again. <sighs> God damn it. God damn it, Call of Duty, why are you so popular? Buy the Modern Warfare Season Pass. <laughs> what if you bought the DLC from the original Modern Warfare on like PS3? And we then... do not care. <laughs> well, is that is that the actual voice of Activision whenever you hear you hear something announced from them? That is Bobby Kotick exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That's Moneyball right there. I, I, I believe you. But Call of Duty. It's I want that I want that series to be something that I can enjoy again. Um I I don't think it ever will be for me. Mm. I I'm so burned out on that series. Like I mean and at the same time it's like I I a don't have the time to put into it to be good. Mm-hmm. And B I don't know if I can actually physically be that good at it anymore. Like I like I honestly don't have the kind of hand eye coordination I used to like in my my, my early 20s. You know, I, I can't do that shit anymore. You know, I was fucking, a, I was a beast back in the day, mm. and I'm not that way anymore. Hell, I, I, I suck at fighting games now. Well, I mean, that's kind of like a self fulfilling process. I mean, prophecy, isn't it? You say that, oh, well, I just don't have the physical capacity to do it, but I'm also not putting in the time because I know that I don't have the physical capacity to do it. So, in essence, you're not trying the amount that you were tried before. And then not getting the same result in which it leads to the idea that you're right because you're not getting the same result because you weren't trying in the first place. You know what I mean? Like It's like a circular logic. Maybe you still have the physical capabilities if you put in the time. Maybe maybe it's time for the comeback. Is it the comeback kid time? I, it might be. But what I'm saying is that I, th- I feel like people put, them, put themselves down too much. Well, I certainly like a, do when it comes to that stuff. I think I suck at video games. Ah, no, man, don't, 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 don't say that stuff. I don't think because as as keep you as you keep repeating that stuff to yourself and others, you believe it yourself, like you like truly believe it, and you just kind of a use it as an excuse to not get any better, even though you kind of want to, and secondly, you just kind of accept that as fact when it probably isn't. Yeah, I feel like people do that a lot. Like what John was talking about, like should I get Overwatch, even though like. I won't have that much time. I won't. I, I know that I won't get good at it. It's like, how do you? How do you know you're not gonna get good at the game? Maybe you'll love it. You'll play a lot of it, and you'll get good. Like, why do you always assume that you're gonna be shit at a game before you play it and put in the uh, x amount of time to get like decent at a game? Mm. That, that's always weird to me. I don't. I don't go into a game thinking that way at all, regardless of the genre. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. It's like if I want to be good at a game, I'll. I'll be good at a game. It doesn't matter. Um. 
but yeah, I mean, time time limitations is, is certainly a thing. But yeah, there's a certain level you can achieve without without spending that much time. <sighs> Young Joe, believe in yourself, buddy. Yeah, maybe. Believe. I just, I don't even know what to put my time into anymore. There's just yeah, we, there's, there's so many things. Games. Yeah, there's too many things. What are you What are you playing right now, though? Like at this moment, like oh. That is like like these these are the games that you're gonna be playing after you get off the podcast. Like these are the the select games that you have on the deck to play. Um, I need to play more Gun World Two for review. Uh huh. And I need to play Party Hard for review. The hell is Party Hard? Party Hard is a game where you play as a person who is woken up at three a.m. by your neighbors who are having a party. You go over to their home and you brutally murder them all. Oh, we had this. Uh, Ken Ken described the synopsis before. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of cool. It sounds kind of cool, but in execution, it is boring. Damn. Um, and difficult. Damn. I have I have I have put probably an hour into that game and have mm-hmm. yet to beat the first level. Mm. Um, because everything's kind of randomized. So right. you can you can move around. You you everything moves slow. So you, you your character moves really slow. There's a sprint, but the sprint like for the longest time I couldn't even tell I was sprinting. But you, like no difference. There, the there's almost no difference. There is a difference, but there but but it's very very small. Right. Um, and you know you can go up to somebody and stab them, but if you do that, other people at the party can see you doing that, and they call the cops. Well, the cops are not slow. They will come and grab you and take you away to jail, and then you start the level over again. So it's about this whole waiting for people to go to the bathroom, stab them there. Then you got to worry about people coming to the bathroom and seeing the dead body. So you need to hide the body sometimes, but there's only a limited amount of places you can hide the body. And like the first level has forty people at the party. Wait, you got to kill all forty people? Correct. Holy shit. <laughs> and I have yet to be able to do that. Now you can do traps. There's traps like um, uh, some. They may have like a bonfire out in front of the yard. You can throw a guy into the bonfire. You can cut down a tree and let it squash multiple people. Uh, even whenever they call the cops, the cops will run over people in the yard sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous and stupid. There's there's different escape routes, and if you keep using this, the escape routes multiple times, literally Mario. Super Mario will show up and disable the escape routes. And then I tried to attack him and he, he jumped on me and then he he went to the toilet and went down the toilet. I kind of want to play this game, Drew. I mean, it's on PC. I know that. It's also on Xbox One. It's made by the same guys who made... Uh, uh, no Time to Explain is the name of it, I believe. Uh, I... I, I think isn't wasn't that like an adventure game? No, it was a it was kind of like a twin stick shooter, but you were using a like a laser to eject yourself different places. So it's kind of like Super Meat Boy in that sense. Hmm. Um, it's made by those guys. Okay, well, they, the premise sounds interesting, and I I personally like those stealthy kind of games. I mean, so that, yeah, this this totally sounds like an old school Hitman kind of game, and yeah. it kind of is, but. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it kind of is, but it's one of those things where, like, if you get spotted, you're kind of fucked. You know, if somebody sees you killing somebody, then, you know, you're screwed. But you can, you like, if somebody, like, if you kill somebody and they find a body and they call the cops, you can decide to dance at the party. There's a button to dance. If you dance too much, you start to look goofy, and the people at the party beat you up. 
that's that is what happens at parties. Yeah. That's so so yeah, there's there's that. It's fucking weird. But I mean, whatever. I mean, maybe I'm playing it wrong. That's that's the thing. <laughs> maybe you're doing the dishonor thing again. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Uh, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. I uh, I have to give it a shot. I, I think I think we we only give you stealthy games when it's uh, Metal Gear, and then just keep you off of that genre entirely from now on. Probably the best idea, to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, but there, I think uh, I think we can end it there. Hell, that's almost two hours worth of yeah. podcast. Yeah, man. I think we had some good conversations too. I hope so, and I hope the PC police. I'll get on your case for saying all those mean things about them. Exactly. Jay's Joe, you're so nasty. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a horrible, bad, bad person. I'm a horrible bigot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I mean, if you would like to uh, send us an email, it's Drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury, and Jay is at Batusai J. Uh, and the podcast itself is at ztgd Phoenix Down. Um, this will go live Friday. I am hoping to God that Matt and I will be able to coordinate and do a podcast on Kingdoms of Amalur next week. Good luck. There's no promises, but I think it will probably happen. It's been a full month since we've done one. So, um, but yeah, we will be back. Um, if not, I will do another intermission. So, but uh, that's it. Jay, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Absolutely. Always have some good conversations together. And, uh, yeah, that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, But until next time, I am Drew. I am Jay. And we're out of here. Have a great week. And we may or may not be back next week with Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning.